Hi, welcome to Sleepy Time Poetry, featuring soothing classic poems, along with guided relaxation to help you get to sleep. My name is Jeff Kaplan, and I'm glad that you're here. Let's get sleepy. Lying quietly, allow your body to sink into the bed. Imagine that you are near the ocean, laying back on a beach, under a perfect sky. With every breath, your body makes a deeper imprint into the sand. The back of your head sinks a little bit farther. Your wrists drop down. The backs of your shoulders, your hips, your heels all relax. Take a deep breath in and exhale. Another breath in Exhale. With every moment, the footprint of your body becomes more even in the sand. Allow your teeth to separate so that your jaw relaxes. Feel tension melt out of your face. Let everything slow down and get a little bit easier. Tonight, we're going back in time 
to hear poems, the way in which they might have sounded long ago. Let the gentle cadences of the lines lull you closer and closer to sleep we'll start with William Shakespeare's sonnet 18 Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? But in the way that actors in Shakespeare's own time might have said the words. William Shakespeare Sonnet 18, 1609 Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate Rough winds do shake the doiling buds of May, and summer's lace hath all to shirt the date. Sometime too hot, the oil of heaven shines, and often is his gold complexion dimmed, and every far from far sometime declines by chance or nature's changing course undream but thy eternal summer shall not fade nor lose possession of that fair thou owest nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade when in eternal loins to time thou growest so long as men can breathe or voice can say 
So long lives this, and this gives life to there. That was William Shakespeare's Sonnet 18. Take a deep breath in and out. Another breath in and out. And imagine yourself going back in time to a happy summer's day. Call to mind the warm sun shining through clouds. The air smells fresh. Hear the sound of laughter of pure joy or whatever your happy memory is. Let a sense of well-being bubble up to the surface. Let it bring a feeling of peace. I'll count downward from ten to one, and with every number, feel your body become more relaxed. Counting now, ten, nine, eight, getting deeper and deeper, relaxed, seven, six, drifting along with the sound of my voice, five, four, enjoying gravity's pull on your limbs, three, two, and one. Enjoy the feeling of total relaxation with nothing to do and nowhere to go. Your body settles. Everything gets quieter, everything slows down. Now we'll go back hundreds 
hundreds of years before Shakespeare to Geoffrey Chaucer, a great observer of humanity. Let's listen to the general prologue of the Canterbury Tales, a poem in Middle English from the time of knights in shining armor. Some of the words might seem unfamiliar as this language is an older form of English. Geoffrey Chaucer, The Canterbury Tales, General Prologue, 1387. Juan d'Atapril, with his sure result, the drochte of March hath pursed to the root and bathed every vein in sweet liquor of which vertu engendred is the floor when Zephyrisic with his sweat a breath. Inspired hath in every hold and heath the tender croppers and the younger son hath in the ram his half a course run and small fowless mark and melody that slept in all the nicht with open ye. So pricketh him natura in her courages than long in folk to goon on pilgrimages and palmeres for to seken strong strondes to ferna halves cotha in sondry londes and 
especially from every shire's end of Engoland to Canterbury they went. The holy blissful martyr for to sake that him hath holpen when that they were sick. That was the first part of the general prologue of the Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. Feel yourself drifting at the border of sleep. Your breathing has slowed down. Your sense of time has changed. Everything seems calmer, more still. Let's turn the clock back yet again. Before French entered into English. This period is the time of Old English, a language that we can barely understand now. Let's hear the Lord's Prayer as it might have sounded a thousand years ago. You might recognize some of the words, but the language is a distant memory. Fader ur, though they art on hiavonum, see the nama yechalgot, to becuma din rige, yewerda din villa, on erthan swa swa on hiavonum, erna Yedai huam lichan chlaf sulaus tudai an 
forgivas y rejitas. Swa, swa, we forgivas u rumhildenum. An neyeletus on kosnunga. Alusus of Uvele Soth Liche. That was the Lord's Prayer as it might have sounded in the eleventh century. Let yourself drift as though you are on a boat floating in the water. The moon shimmers on the slow moving waves and the boat makes ripples in the dark water, reflecting the evening sky. The image of the sea as a dream goes back to the beginning of time will finish with another old English poem called The Seafarer about a long distant voyage over the water. Thank you for joining me this evening. By the end of this poem, you will be Who each 
is winchtahun ear voth wile of the rode pitre preost care ye biden ebbe ye kunan in keola Kearselda fella Atol uda Newelch Their match of Pierre Nero nicht waku et na kanstevnan Donne hebe glivum gnossath, Calde ye thrungin. Weron mine fed, Forsta ye banden, Caldum glommum, Der tha care, Seofedun hat ym eortan Hongor innan slal Mere veries mo Let se mon ne wad Le him on fallen Fe crust limpeth. U each earn carry. Is cald ne se. Winter unada urrech can lastum. Win mahum petrorn. Behongen rim ye kelum, heil skur um fleach.